0: I figured out the issue. Yep, I think I figured out the issue with my Raiders is coming to be a little bit more clear. And obviously, you can't judge it off of one game, two games, maybe not even three. But based off of last season, going into this season with new weapons, but also a new head coach, I'm starting to see what the issue is. Well, I mean, some stuff is self- self-explanatory. We don't have a consistent defense. It's not a good defense to begin with, but it's not consistent. You know, opening play against Tennessee, great three-yard loss run. You know, we looking, look, four quarters of Derrick Henry is just pure. That That's, come on now. You know what I mean? Honestly, though, I can honestly say fantasy-wise, he didn't kill us like I thought he would. I think I want to say his biggest play of the game was a pass play. You know, um, which we didn't capitalize on because he juggled the ball before he could, you know, contain the rock and pick up a large chunk of um, yak. You know what I'm saying? Our defense are not is they're not flying around. And that's an issue. The offense. I'm beginning to have a little bit of concern with it. Hunter Winfro is our safety blanket, but he wasn't needed. He wasn't needed last—I mean, well, let me take that back. Let me retract that. You need all your soldiers every game. But it's it's not likely that you'll be full strength, the full—you know, fully healthy, the full length of the season, you know? And even if the players are actually playing, some of them are playing through injuries. So, obviously, Winfrey was not available because of concussion protocol— um, and that took place in the Cardinals game a week ago. I took that as a coaching blame right there. That was a coaching blame right there because of the play calling, even though there was some type of some, there was a rumor that Derek Carr was the choice or he made the choice to run with those particular plays uh, in the, towards the end of that Cardinals game. I don't know if that's true or not. It was just a rumor. I will, I will say this. Even if it was true, you're still the head coach. I expect the perfect play to be called correctly in this moment. Not just saying I'm going to hand it over to my quarterback because, yes, obviously Derek Carr has been the player that's been there the longest, probably out of that whole roster. But you're under a new offense. Not only that, you have another toy, and it's all about IQ. I don't care what you think is going to happen. Let's talk about what needs to happen. But if y'all wanted to hear more about that rant of the Cardinals game, that was last week. This week, we're talking about the Tennessee Titans game, which we clearly lost by two freaking points. Couldn't co- um, convert the two-point conversion. And honestly, I thought he was looking. they were looking for a... It was one of those things. It was kind of like the fourth and long play that we had uh, where, you know, they were fishing just like every other team, fishing for a flag. So instead of making the correct call play to convert the damn uh, pass or and or run, we just went for those 50-50 balls, thinking that we would get another chance to reset, get a little bit closer. No, that's not what happened. We lost the game by two points. You know what I mean? We lost the Arizona Cardinals game by uh, one possession, and we lost the the Chargers game by one possession. All of these games are one possession, right? Now, the sad part is, yes, this team could be 3-0 right now. It's 0-3. Realistically, this team should be 2-1. We're 0-3. What I would rather be right now is 1-2. We're 0-3. Here's what I gotta say about this. I think blame this game goes all the way around. Nobody is exempt from blame. That's going to start with the defense, then go to coaching, then go to Derek Carr. And Derek Carr gets a lot of the blame in this game because he had a few passes that he needs back. And a couple of them, a couple of them was for Waller and in the vicinity of Waller. We all know that we had tapped out, and I'm gonna use the word tapped out, because we settled for three points a few times instead of punching a rock in. We were in a and that is where I want to get to. 12 cal, that's what I want to break down. That's what the issue with this team is, is that we're not red zone strong anymore. And we used to be solid when we got to the red zone. We're not that strong in the red zone anymore. We're not making a place. And I did see Derek Carr use his legs this game. He did. But that's not to say he's going to use them like that for the whole season. And the, the way he used his legs was needed. And he used them in a pivotal moment in the game. Um... You got to protect your quarterback, but the quarterback also got to make the right reason and got to put the ball in the right place. He overthrown to Waller. That was a for sure touchdown. Uh, there was a play where not only did the um, I would say not only was his receiver and I'm not sure who was the target. I'm not sure if it was Adams or if it was Waller, but they was both in the same area towards the end of the back, end of the end zone. And it went right through Waller's hands, not knowing if that was for Adams. But even if it was for Adams, if he would have caught that, there was a huge possibility that the defender could have affected that play. And there's also a huge possibility that if Adams caught it, he was, he was right out of bounds. Like, right out of bounds. The momentum would have carried him out of bounds. He wouldn't, I don't even think he would have got one foot in. Waller was definitely in the end zone. If he would have caught that, that would have been a touchdown. Forcing it to, forcing it to um, a receiver, and I don't think it was to Waller. I got to go back and check the tapes. I forgot who he tried to force it to. Uh, But that that um, there was a interception thrown in the end zone as well. Yo man, like mm, we and we got it. We got our first. I think we got our first interception of the season. If I'm not mistaken, this game. Um. We didn't capitalize off of that either. We just didn't. Run the ball, though. You know, I I really thought, I didn't even play uh, Josh Jacobs this week in fantasy because uh, the initial report was he wasn't even going to, I don't think he traveled with the team or, or something like that. Then some more reports, you know, you actually got to stay close to your fantasy lineups. At like 7, 8. Well, you know, on the West Coast, our morning game start at 10 a.m. So you gotta be up at 7, 8 o'clock to make sure you stay on it. Cause it's all fantasy for the next three hours. Uh it's very important because you're getting updates, you know, minute by minute, honestly. All the way up to make sure you have that lineup locked in at like 9:55. Because as soon as that 10 o'clock hit, them lineups is locked in, right? And the thing is, you want to get the last report, and sometimes you know they so dirty. But I know the NFL is somewhat in the in in the bag with with fantasy football to sort of the where they'll let you know. But sometimes that's not saying all teams and all coaches are cool with you. I can guarantee you that there's a lot more coaches that don't really give a fuck about fantasy football. But the point is, it's not just fantasy football with me. This is my team, you know. So I want to know how the offense is going to pretty much look without Josh Jacobs, right? And I was kind of excited to see that because I wanted to see more of our backfield. He's been getting the bulk of the carries, and I want, you know, I want the rookie to get some time share. Uh, I'm, I still haven't, I'm, and I lied to you, I still haven't checked on Abdullah, you know. Um, you know, and we know it's a, it's a running back committee over there with Josh Jacobs taking a little bit more of the load. But he is coming up, He he it seems like he's coming up on that injury-prone type of career where he, you might get the bulk of the games during the season or maybe even half of the games of the season, but he's going to have to sit a game or two or three. You know what I mean? He don't look like he's going to play 16 or 17 games, right? Um, but he did play, and he played solid. You know, he played all right, and I, I'm not mad at that. I'm at, I don't really have any problems about the running game except we need to run the ball more. Um, passing the ball, and I'm not saying take the ball out of uh Darius Carr's hand, but everybody knows if you watch football, if you understand football just a little bit, the running game opens up the passing game. You know, and I know you trying to force feed it to Adams, that's your boy. That's not only your boy, that's your new toy right there. And you're missing the toy. And Waller is acting like he just didn't you it's yo, Waller got paid and is he acting like he he done. You feel me like I just don't see the effort, even though that ball was just a tad. And when I say a tad bit overthrown, he don't have the hands of some of these receivers and maybe even some of these tight ends because he went for a one handed catch to go for a one handed catch like that. And it was extended. It was a little bit out of reach. And I get that. But it wasn't out of reach to a tight end or a receiver that really want to fucking go and get that. Obviously, he wanted to catch that in stride so he can score a touchdown. At the end of the day, dog, just secure the rock for me. Catch that motherfucker. If you got a leap dive for that, you had a better chance of diving for that and catching it than trying to catch it with one hand. Because it hasn't, I haven't seen you catch the ball with one hand. I haven't. And you've been trying to in the end zone, like, dog, this is being, this is becoming repetitive. That Waller, and I understand this nigga is like, this nigga is like six, eight two-something or whatever. This nigga probably as tall as Brian. Maybe not that. Uh, not, maybe not as big. But, so I'm sure you got some massive hands, dog. Everybody has been, ever since Odell, they've been trying to catch these one-handed joints, practicing, catching these one-handed joints. Dog, just catch the rock, man. Please just catch the rock. But I'm starting to see where the issue is at. I think Derek Carr is an emotional quarterback. He's an emotional quarterback. And what that means is he really actually cares for the organization. He really cares for his teammates. He's shown that he's a stand-up guy. He has the right message. Like Stephen A. said, you got the message. You represent the Raider Nation on the field and off the field very well. He said, but when are you going to step up and show these niggas that you can actually ball? Yo, this is twice that I had to roll with what Stephen A. said this year. The limit is two. He says some, he says some, he says some great sports shit, great sports knowledge has a dope opinion from time to time. Not a lot. Cause we feel like he's pandering towards certain people or whatever, or against certain people. You feel me? You know what I mean? And sometimes he got to get checked by our people from time to time. But recently he has been doing this thing and I have to Applaud him for that because he's pointing out the obvious. Like dog, Derek Carter, the reason why Raider fans adore you and love you so much is because you have been loyal to us. You have put in max effort uh in certain seasons, certain games, but we just haven't seen that the last three games. Every t- it they've broadened up your uh 30 game comeback, uh not streak, but basically you have 30 comebacks in the league, right? And the last three games, you have been in that position. Again, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, not just you, but the team in general against the Chargers because we played, that was opening game at their crib against one of the top quarterbacks, one of the top defenses. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. So, and it was out for revenge because we don't want to kick them out of the playoffs, literally, right? Or at least the playoff opportunity. And I give y'all that y'all lost a hard-foughting game. They didn't block for you towards the end of the game. Gave up the rock. That was it. The Cardinals game. That's no excuse. Winfrey. That's more our, one of our most reliable guys. He wasn't. He wasn't reliable that game. That was probably his worst game as a professional athlete, or as a, as 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 an athlete. Period. He fumbled the ball twice, and won for the game. So I get that, but. I go back to the plays being called around that around that time. Then we go to the Tennessee game. You got a lot of throw, bad thrown passes. Yeah. You got an interception that wasn't necessarily your fault, but it definitely has something to do with you because you forced that rock right in there. And I haven't met a receiver outside of Adams that has caught a a, a bullet like that. And I'm not making any excuses for the receivers, but you squeezed it in there There was three defenders around because one of them caught the interception. The other two was around that particular receiver. We got to do better because my boy J.O., you know, and one of my former co-workers, uh, they're done with this shit. They're done with every year my boy J.O. said, I'm done with these niggas. And that's just how it is. Now, I'm not necessarily like that. I stick with y'all because there has been worse franchises in the league. Throughout, you know, throughout every season. And in basketball, too. But they also had a loyal fan base. You feel me? And I'm not going to... Because because to me, actually, actually leaving... And I know some real... I know some real fans that actually left their team to be a part of another team. That's the same as being... <laughs> growing up as a crip, but then switching over to be a blood. That's just like that. I mean, the only word the The only worst that it can get is if you actually went to a rival team. You know what I'm saying? Like a Dallas fan going to be a Niners fan, or some shit like that, or a Bears fan going to be a, a, a Green Bay fan. You know, or a Raiders fan going to be going to be a Broncos or a Chargers fan. That would be crazy, right? Um, But I've seen it before. I've seen a lot of fans say, "You know what? Fuck it. Whatever team they rolling with, I'm about to be such and such, such and such, such and such." Hell, even I know a lot of niggas that that just pick players. Now they don't even they don't even root for teams. You know what I'm saying? But those cats, I can't really, I don't really go back and forth with because they have they they don't. I wouldn't necessarily have leverage, but they're free to speak on teams because they know we can't say anything back. You know what I mean? And they, and nine times out of ten, they usually pick a player that's well accomplished. So that so it helps out their argument. I ain't gonna say I respect it, but you know, that's just part of sports, right? Um at the same time, man, like I said, getting back to my Raiders, this is very disappointing, dog. Um and it's still it's still three games. Let me see what let me see what he could do. Let me see if coach can turn it around. You know what I'm saying? I like how he kept it real at the press conference. But that shit don't really mean nothing to me. I but I can't be a hypocrite. If he would have acted like nothing was wrong or deflected or something like that, then I would have more choice words for him. But the fact that he did point out that this is, you know, sugar shit over here, I can't appreciate that, but that's the only thing that I'm appreciating right now besides the run game. That's it. That's it. Your fan, the fan base is getting upset right now. Fan base is getting upset right now, a little a, a, a little bit upset. But we're going to see, man, we're going to see how this shit uh, uh, gathers, you know what I'm saying, throughout the season. I mean, that's not the only game that I caught. I definitely watched that Niners game, right, the not, the Niners and, and, and Denver. That was like watching paint dry. Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not sure what's going on with him. I know my jokes uh, for him started since he became a starting quarterback but it seemed like he was a much quarter a much better quarterback early on rather than now cuz he had a lot of questionable passes um uh, we watched a game that was 7 to 3 for a very 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 long time this was a horrible fantasy game um this was not a defensive game <laughs> you know this wasn't a, this was just two bad teams struggling that's exactly what it was. Now, I can I can talk more so about Denver than Frisco because Frisco actually lost their their young quarterback, even though they got some nice pieces over there. They still lost a starting quarterback, and Jimmy Garoppolo clearly isn't the Jimmy Garoppolo uh, once he got you know once he got to the Niners. You feel me? So. Uh when you look at Denver again, I've already told you the la uh, the past couple of episodes that Denver itself is dealing with a new head coach, um, new system, and a new quarterback. The only difference I the only thing that I can say about that is that at least that new quarterback is a season Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, which I expect more. You know, if you had got a new quarterback that didn't have the accolades as a, a Russell Wilson, then the, the discussion, the criticism will be quite different. Uh, but I do expect him to step up, and I think he managed the game. I don't think it was much of a step up. I think it was just a managed the game because fantasy, first of all, fantasy and reality is when it comes to football, it definitely correlates. It definitely does, unless it's like, trash points you know what i'm saying outside of that this was a horrible a horrible fantasy game i mean this shit was nasty um yeah but we do got some good news when it comes to the nfl i will say that we got some good news they announced that we would no longer and i mean no longer be having a pro bowl that's different right no more Pro Bowl. And let me say this. I am one of those. Yes. Stop fucking with history, dog. Leave it as it is. Like when you take away from history, that hurts the legacy of some of these franchises or even hurts the legacy of the league. But I do know we need certain things to change. You know, even in the, in the NBA, the all-star game has changed a little bit. Um, And it's always good. I guess, you know, selfishly I like traditions and I like for traditions to last as long as possible, man. You know, and that's, I, I, I'm not saying that some of these teams that stayed in these cities, uh, since they were in the league, uh, created or is a tradition. I'm just saying that's part of their legacy. You know, that's how you build a strong fan base by sticking around where the people support you and love you the most. But it's some shit that got to change. And a Pro Bowl needed to go a while ago. Now, I did fight against it because I truly thought that, you know, I, I loved the NBA All-Star weekend and the games. You know what I'm saying? But the NFL Pro Bowl is way different. As long as the players get acknowledged for it, okay, I do like the skills challenge. Why? Because they also have a skill challenge that weekend. Uh, and it's dope to see. I thought it was just dope that the, the quarterbacks and the the, the skill players got to play with their opponents. You know what I mean? On the, the in the same conference, I thought that was dope. I also think it was dope that it's dope if you could mix and mingle though. Because I will always love the East versus West. You know what I'm saying? The NFC versus the AFC. That's always going to be dope. But just imagine, you know, Braun playing next to Giannis. You know what I mean? That's dope in itself. Just like it would be dope to have, you know, Brady throwing it to a Moss. You feel me? You understand that? So it's like and even though that actually happened, but I'm saying if you had a a, a Minnesota Moss and a Patriots uh, Brady, that's different, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. So that's good that they're finally getting rid of it because people wasn't tuning into that shit. And it wasn't like a lot of people could attend because you actually have to fly to Hawaii, which that's where the Pro Bowl was at mostly, you know. Um, But it was also a free trip uh, for the players and things like that. But that's no longer... That those free trips to Hawaii no longer matters. Those players can beyond afford it, and shit like that. The way they getting paid nowadays, so a flight to Hawaii is is, is not going uh, not going hurt their pockets too much at all. Uh, so there's no more Pro Bowl. Let's say goodbye to that. But you know, still got to recognize the players and things like that. And also, you got to remember they're not going to play that hard you know what i'm saying so you know football is one of those things where if you get really if you get injured in a goddamn pro bowl you could miss out on your whole season coming up and nobody's gonna risk that man nobody's gonna risk that just as long as you get the acknowledgement want to wrap it up with a little bit of basketball we got a training camp coming up you know it's sad to see what the celtics is going through not really but really well really but not really um I'm in support of the coach as far as him having his own privacy. Um, But I will say this. uh, As a Lakers fan, let that shit burn. Let that shit burn down to the ground. And you know what? It's more so of I respect and defend the players on this and I defend their coach. But this is why I'm saying let that shit burn as a Lakers fan. It's because that source or that information was released Strategically in house by their people, so that's fucked up. Now they're about to let that shit burn because of emotional issues. Um, that's just what it is. I don't think I, I damn sure don't believe uh, his information should have been let out like that. I was on a show with shout out to um, D Murph. I was on Why Not Sports, uh, we, and also shout out to VJ too. We spoke on this topic. I am uh, in strong support of Udoku uh, for his personal business. I'm not condoning what he did was right or anything like that. I'm also saying that he's not wrong either because I don't know what's going on in, in his personal life. You know, all we know is that he had he had a relationship with someone inside of the what's we'll a coworker, so to speak, while engaged to me alone. Right. Um and again, don't want to get too personal because I can't get too personal. I don't know their personal business. If it's as something as simple as he was stepping out and while their while their relationship was cool and he just being greedy, well, that's pretty fucked up. You know what I mean? But yet and still, I don't care what was right or wrong, it should not be the headline. Because right now we're dealing with a racist owner in Phoenix and we're dealing with Brett Favre who stole over five million dollars. Uh, of tax paying money you feel me and one of the poorest uh cities and states uh in the in in the country right but that happened to be a a, and I have a problem with that for him being a black man being a headline when we have a racist owner who was pushed to sell they're not going to say that but was pushed to sell his both his teams the WNBA WNBA team and his NBA team, right? Only being suspended for one year, right? But because of the outpouring um, backlash by a few players in the league, Bron, you know what I'm saying, Draymond, et cetera, that sets a lot of pressure. But I still don't see how this headline and that headline is still under the Boston Celtics' I, I don't I don't really understand it because at the end of the day why is his personal information coming up I don't care if his company policy is still you don't have to report it to us you really don't have to report it to us it's a lot of other shit that y'all don't like reporting when it comes to some of y'all players being injured seriously y'all dodge a lot of questions y'all downplay it because y'all don't want us to know the severity of the of the actual uh injury. Or it could be anything. It could be free agency talk. Y'all would downplay it. It could be contract talk. And y'all would downplay it. But when it came to this, oh, this shit was put on blast. And reports came out that this has been common knowledge since the finals. That's foul situations. So this is just another reason for me to say, yeah, Boston, y'all can kiss my ass. <laughs> y'all, wanna, y'all are willing to burn your own city down. Y'all are willing to burn your own franchise down because of a man's personal business that y'all let out. Emotional attachment sometimes will fuck shit up. Crime of passion, passion of crime. I'm not sure which way it's called, but it's stacked. Yeah, that's unfortunate. On a lighter note, though, LeAngelo Ball got picked up by the Hornets. Uh, So he'll now be quote unquote hooping with his brother. Let me tell you something. LeVar Ball, if you're listening, and I know you listen to my show, I'm proud, and, and, and that's dope. All those years, I never went against you, my brother. As a black man, you raised three black boys, or biracial, half and half, whatever you want to call it. they three black boys in my eyes, right? You raised three black boys. You said all three of them would make it to the league. You always said that um, Mello would be the better one. But you know, you know, you know who your sons are. And you said that they will all make it to the league. And you also said that they will all play on the same team one day. And we have yet to see that. As of right now, I don't think it's gonna happen. But even if you don't shoot a hundred percent of the field, some of the shots that you've already taken were important. Um your character never bothered me. It never will bother me. The shit that you said that people found out, found outlandish or too loud never bothered me. Uh, and you did it. You did what a lot of you did what a lot of fathers aren't able to do because of the circumstances. And you actually did it. You know what I mean? But you can look at. We can also look at some of the former players, some of the former greats, some that's considered in the top five. You know. What they show what they show and what they what they type up, their parenting don't look too good sitting next to uh, you know, Le, uh, LeVar Lavar Ball's uh, I would say his uh resume, I should say. But, you know, it's neither here or there. Um people are gonna criticize, you're gonna rub people the wrong way, you can't control that at all. So Shout out, man. Hope LiAngelo can uh get back on his feet and and somehow get him a contract so he can get in the league and become a, a solid role player at some point. You know what I mean? Knowing that his two brothers is in the league. But it shows how determined he is. He's he's continuing to play. He looked like he's a little bit focused. So let's see how that goes. Open run with BTG, man. You see, USC squeaked out one against Oregon State, by the way. We ain't gonna talk about that. I'll see y'all next week. God willing. Appreciate y'all. Get y'all fucking street shoes off my gym. And the gym is now closed.